We see hotspots. We see hotspots fading. We see a conversation about masks and mask mandates. And then we have, of course, those people who have decided that nowhere near enough is happening. We aren't doing enough to save ourselves from coronavirus, and the only answer is to shut down schools and shut down society. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, so good to be with you. Admiral Brett Giroir joins us right now. The Admiral Brett Giroir, he is the czar, as they say, on coronavirus testing for the Trump administration. It's good to have you with us. I want to start with something close to home, because it was Dr. Deborah Burks who referred to Indianapolis, along with a, a series of, of other places, Baltimore and Columbus, Las Vegas, Miami, Minneapolis, Nashville, New Orleans, Pittsburgh, as hotspots. What makes a hotspot, Admiral, and how did Indianapolis get into this mix? So thanks for having me on. So we look at a whole lot of indicators, but the two main things we look at is the number of cases you have per population and what's the percent positive there. You know, what percent of people who actually test um, have a positive result for COVID. So uh, so that's the two things we look at. And uh, th- this week, I think Indianapolis has gotten out of the red zone and is into the yellow zone. So that's a that's a really good thing for Indianapolis. Um, you still have a few, a few metro areas in, in Indiana who are still in the red hot zone. But, you know, you're doing the things that you need to do. Your percent positive in the last seven days for Indiana is about 7%. You're testing really, really well. You guys have done almost 120,000 tests last week in Indiana. So you got to keep the effort up and and you're going to turn from yellow to green, but it's going to take some more work. So now let's talk about this testing because it seems to be something political when it should be something that's rational. The rational mind says if you test more people, you will find more people who have coronavirus. Now this goes to a couple of things, including something I believe, that it's clear that coronavirus was in the United States long before we thought it was. And it's clear this thing spreads in a way that doctors and scientists People like yourself, uh, not not bad people, just it's hard to get a hold of and an understanding of. Uh, so, so to that end, isn't it acceptable to say that the increase in testing, the testing that you're administering, has led to an increased number of known cases? Um, well, you are right, and let me nuance that a little bit, that we, we are clearly having more cases now than we did three or four weeks ago because our testing has been pretty robust for that time. But when you compare us now to April, um, even though the media says that we have so many more cases than we did in April, the, the, the reality is is we probably have about the same or actually less. Um, the reason I say that is because we are testing so many more. We're catching so many cases. So I want to answer it two-way. Yes, we do have a problem now. The cases are going up over the past few weeks, and we have to be diligent. But the gloom and doom that we're worse than April is, is, is really not correct. And you are correct in saying that we're testing a lot more, so we're identifying more cases. And that's a good thing. Well, I want to move down this direction, talking to Admiral Brett Giroir, G-I-R-O-I-R, if you're trying to spell it, uh, for yourself on this idea of testing. Uh, As Politico reported, you saying that everyone who needs a COVID-19 test can get one. And as was uh, your conversation with Andrea Mitchell 
on MSNBC, nobody's declaring victory. This is the fight of our generation. In both of these things, the idea of everyone who needs a test means that we shouldn't be giving tests or, or having tests just because there is still a level of condition one should have to get a test. And when you describe this as the fight of our generation, what does that mean to you? I take this very seriously. I do believe it's the fight of our generation. Uh, this was an unknown virus that had never been on the planet before, uh, that uh, the spread was clearly hidden by China for, for at least a couple of months. Um, it's here. We're learning how it spread. We know it spreads very quickly. Now, the mortality rate is pretty low, and we know that, and that's a good thing unless you're, uh, you have a condition or you're the elderly. So, you know, we've had a, you know, we've had a lot of fight. Uh, we've had over 140,000 people die, and we can have more. So I think it really is that. But we know how to win now. You are correct. We learn more and more every day. We didn't know as much in April as we did in May, and we didn't know as much in May as we do right now. But we do know how to stop this. It's very simple measures, um, and that is avoid crowded indoor spaces like bars, particularly if you're in a yellow or red zone. Um, avoid crowded indoor restaurants. Got to limit that. Wear a mask in public and do good hygiene. You do not have to close down your economy to stop this. We're seeing this over and over again. Look at what just happened in Phoenix, Arizona. Their percent positive was like 25 percent. Now they're not even in the top 10 states for positivity because they did these simple measures. The things that you, you are doing will control this. So you don't have to completely end life, but you do have to modify your behavior. If you do that, we're going to win, and we're seeing that right now. Um, the, the current outbreak are leveling off at almost every place in the country and starting to go down. We're starting to see decrease in hospitalizations. Unfortunately, it will take a couple weeks before the deaths start decreasing because that's the last thing that goes down. But we're seeing good signs all across the country. Let's get back to the to the everyone who needs a test in just a moment. We talk about shutting yep. down society. Yet we have the mayor of Indianapolis, Joe Hogsett, who says, sorry, bars, you can't be in business. You see people immediately go after businesses and say, you cannot have have. You, the, the the gym, the workout facility, you can only be at 25%. But we don't know the size of the gym, so 25% is this peculiar, peculiar relative uh, kind of number here. You just said your words, you don't have to shut down society. But that's what we see as somehow the acceptable response to bringing down positivity rates. Should positivity rates scare people? We know that positivity rates are, are like the leading indicator. So when we see that going up, we know what's going to happen after that. After that, ER visits go up, cases go up, hospitalizations go up, and unfortunately, deaths go up. So that's our earliest kind of blip on the radar that we know we can act about. And I, I do want to clarify something. You Look, I like a bar as much as anyone else. But with COVID around, the crowded indoor spaces of bars, we've really got to stop that temporarily because we know that there's a very high spread there. Um, so indoor bars limit some restaurants, right, to, co to capacity. Outdoors are fine. They really are fine as long as you take reasonable precautions. But the rest of society, you know, retail, factories, you know, all the things that really make us run can stay open. Our models show that, and we now have evidence to prove that. And once we get the positivity rate down, then we could gradually open bars again. Um, so that's the price we're going to have to pay right now. It's not black or white. We have a little shades of gray right now, particularly when you're in a yellow or red zone. We have to do some simple things. Um, and if we do those simple things, we will reverse that. And those simple things we do can be relaxed pretty soon. I got to disagree with you, sir. Only in that it's not we who will pay. It is the bar owner 
who I, is paying. Uh, talking yeah. to Admiral Brett Giroir, uh, he is running a coronavirus uh, response and uh, the testing for the Trump administration. Everyone who needs a COVID-19 test, writes Politico, can get one. Can you define who it is who needs a test? And is this to say that not everyone needs a test? It is true. Not everyone needs a test. And um, the kinds of people who really need a test are pretty obvious uh, to you. For example, people who are in the hospital. They need a diagnosis so they can get our new treatments. We're really emphasizing testing in nursing homes. And in fact, in the first four weeks of our uh, drive, we're going to provide point of care testing to 22 nursing homes uh, in Indiana and eventually every single one, because we know if it gets into a nursing home, you can have a very high mortality rate. The elderly, those who have been exposed as a close contact. But what we want to avoid is just people saying, I feel like I need, need to go get a test because I want to know. Number one, that doesn't help you. That only means you're negative that moment. It doesn't mean you're going to be negative the next day or the next. Number two, it shouldn't change your behavior because you still need to wear a mask, avoid crowd. Uh, don't be in places where everyone is congregating uh, against each other, particularly if you can't wear a mask. Um, so, so these things we are, are really, really important to do for people to get a test and for people to not get a test. We are not in a position that everybody can just wake up in the morning and say, I want to go get a test. We do not have that many tests, but we do have enough tests. Uh, enough types of tests, point of care, hospital, commercial tests, to absolutely test all the people who need to get tested. The rest of us really need to wear our mask, uh, do appropriate personal responsibility. Um, again, I would say do not shut down your economy. We do not need to do that, although we do need to, you know, our models say we do need to take selective actions on a few kinds of businesses temporarily. And I feel horrible for them, but some of our Florida outbreaks, 50, 60, 70 percent of the cases were linked to single bars that were crowded with people, you know, on top of each other like you have in a bar. So that's why we're trying to be very careful about those situations. i talking right now with Admiral Brett Giroir. Man, we are really disagreeing on the bars. We see, we see <laughs> uh, rallies and everything else going on, and yet that doesn't hey, I, seem to be I, part I, of the I'm scene. Not, I'm not for that either, right? I, you, know, the, you know, the large gatherings... Um, you know, in the streets with people crowded against each other with no masks, you know, that anytime biology gets next to biology in a close place, uh, humans against humans without appropriate physical distancing, particularly in indoor spaces, you're going to have a problem. Uh, so let me ask this for a problem, yep. because I'm glad I'm glad we at least got some more clarity on, on, on that one. I don't like taking it out on the bar owner. Uh, how does this apply to schools, sir, while we have just a couple minutes left? We see schools that want to delay opening, only want to go virtual. Uh, you have teachers saying that we're putting uh, teachers' lives at, at risk. Should schools be open, sir? Well, you know, these are individual community decisions, and the last thing you need is the federal government telling an individual community what to do with their schools. But let me give you some principles. Um, if your virus is reasonably under control, and, I, and, and you really are reasonably under control in Indiana, there are a number of ways to safely open schools. Um, it's going to be a little different. Uh, children, we know, at least uh, kids under 10, don't transmit the virus very heavily. We think that's really the case. Um, they're not going to get sick from the virus. Yes, it can be, but very, very, very rare. And the appropriate things like some physical distancing, you might have to have some alternate schedules. But we know that it's very important to get children back in school physically for at least a certain amount of time each week for all the reasons we all talk about, social development, educational, intellectual development. Um, the more we have schools closed, the more the underserved population get further and further behind. Uh, the identification of, you know, hearing difficulties, eye difficulties, 
difficulties, child abuse, all these things are really important, right. nutrition programs. So we really believe, and the CDC has outlined ways to get back to school safely. Um, we, want, we want children back in school. They need to be back in school. Even the American Academy of Pediatrics emphasizes how critically important have. it is said just that. Admiral, I am up against it. I appreciate you being with us once again. Admiral Brett Giroir, uh, he runs uh, the testing on coronavirus for the Trump administration, and we're going to keep an eye on everything, and we appreciate you being with us, sir.